come to save the day. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about foundations for your deck. You can't just take that deck and set it on the ground. You need to set it on something that's going to support it properly. So we're going to talk about that. But first, hit that subscribe button, click the bell. And if you've got any uh, notes you want to leave us, you can leave that down there also. And we'll yes. answer those questions or those comments when we get a minute. So here we go. First up, what do we want to do? Before we dig, before we do anything, what do we want to do, Rich? You need to do a locate, find your utilities. You want to see what's underground. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Not and they changed the laws a while back. Whoever's actually doing the digging yes. must call for the locate. Right. Yeah. yeah so if, if your framing guy can't call for the foundation guy, the found, no. whoever's digging those holes, whoever's doing the excavating needs to call. So if that's the homeowner, the homeowner can call. And, Absolutely. And then all the different utilities will come out and, and mark the area and let you know where the electric is, where the cable is, where the gas lines are, uh, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that's only for the service. Now, if, if you have a gas line that comes in the house and then goes out to a grill somewhere, they're not going to tag that grill line. They're only going to tag the, from the service into the house. So that is correct. If you've got any other underground electric, you know, running lighting, Anything like that, it's not going to cover that stuff either. So You mean they don't right. mark out my sprinkler system? Nope. They will not oh, lay out gosh. your sprinkler system. They will not. <laughs> so that's where it goes. So what are we going to set this deck on, Rich? Can we just put it on these things right here? Let's see. Where are these? Right here? Well, I can. <laughs> I can, too. We, have, we don't have frost. No, but I could do so that. You Good could. Enough. It's not recommended. Right. Now, that's for very stable climate, stable ground. I mean, California, northern, you know, California, Colorado, you could probably do that because it's all solid rock underneath you. Right. You're not digging in columns, piers, posts, you know, piles. So you're just scraping off the topsoil, slapping one of them puppies down there and getting ready to go. Right, right. But if you've got sandy soil or, um, you know, different <clears throat> kinds of, you know, moss peat moss well, or freeze you know, thoughts yeah freeze right. thought cycles no then, bueno then you don't want to do this because then your deck's going to be no. heaving and moving all over the place and and it's going to be a mess and technical know. term is kitty wampus yes or caddy wampus instead of kitty well that's a full-blown bad thing yeah oh kitty okay. wampus is the is when the deck's only off a little caddy wampus is when it's way it's off. gone yeah it's finished okay. so it's a, still a term of measurement <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready to cut this out? A blonde versus brunette when you're making a fine <laughs> cut, right? Take a blonde off of it? No, take is the brunette. It, I need a brunette Is it a off. smidge yeah. or a smudge? Exactly. Like which... <laughs> yes. yeah, I don't think you can run that section. No. <laughs> All right, so minimum size of these, in most cases, at least in our area, we can only use an 8-inch round or larger. So we, they, they make these sona tubes that are smaller, but... Um, they also make them much larger. Yes, they do. So... Uh, but they're street lights. The deck we're doing right now, they're, they're 14 inches. That's what, it, that's what the architects expect. So we've got 14-inch sauna tubes going in. The depth of these, you're going to check with your... Your local building department. 
based on, again, frost depth. So I know where I was in the south side of Chicago, 42 is typically our depth. Uh, Elmhurst freezes more, so they're 48. Right. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? and <laughs> I assume that because that's the only place I ever had to go 48. Right. And you don't want to get ahead of it. You've got to get these dug, get the sonic tubes in place, clean the holes, and have the inspection called in, and they will come out with their little tape measure, and right. they'll clear you to go. Right. So I was uh, working on a project. They had a, a deck builder come out. They dug the holes, had them inspected, and then the next day I came out, and they were backfilling the holes, and they put the sonotubes tubes in. They were only 10 inches tall. They took one sauna tube, cut them up, and then poured the concrete. Oh, jeez. Well, it saves on concrete. Yes, it does. <laughs> and sauna tube. They only, because they, they only needed a bunch of, they didn't need nearly as many of them. So the, uh, the next day, the homeowner came, came out to the job site, and I said, you might want to check those. And he said, what are you talking about? And I went over and kicked it, and it just fell over. I said, these are supposed to be 42 inches down. You might want to call the inspector again. So the inspector came back out, showed him, and got pissed at him. So, wow. I mean, that's sure just, he did. That was not, uh, that was not cool. Well, so, you'd rather be angry at while there's paperwork still involved before you're <laughs> angry when there's medical bills involved. Yes, yes. Well, that deck would have went cattywampus. <laughs> full-on cattywampus, that's right. It would have went full-on cattywampus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no, started moving all over the place. There was so. no kitty about that one. So, right. So make sure these but are yes. set to the proper depth so that your dex is stable and it is supported properly. So the other thing too, and we'll go back to a little bit we talked about before and a little bit we'll talk about when we get more into framing, but that has a post base anchored in it. So get a J bolt. You know, once you're sonic, once you get the concrete in them, you snap your lines where your beams and stuff have to go, pull your centers again yep. and drop a J bolt in there. So now you've got a bolt that's anchored into that concrete nine, 10 inches. Right. That's the best way to do it. You don't have to, you can drill in an anchor bolt or sleeve anchor or something, Right. but I don't like sleeve anchors on eight inch or six inch tubes because a sleeve anchor works by expanding. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're putting extreme pressure on green concrete because it's not going to reach its full strength or 80% for 28 days. Right. They're not coming back 28 days from now. They're starting to drill holes the next day. So right. J bolts are definitely the way to go because then you're not putting the stress laterally on that, on that pier. Right. And that J bolt's going to sit in there like that. It's down into the concrete. It comes up into the center of that bracket. You spin your nut on there and then, uh, then you can bolt it and your that whole bracket is now bolted down properly. So right. that's a much stronger way uh, of supporting that. So right. uh, next up, we've got specialty piers. There's a skunk outside. All Sorry. right. Nice. So if, <laughs> that's palm tree. Yeah. See, look at that palm tree. It's just coming right out of the top there. So yeah, that's what it looks like. If, so, if your local municipality requires a belled housing, you can dig these out. You could use something like this also. And, and that's basically a spread footing. So what you're doing now is you're taking the force or the, the weight of that deck that would be on an eight inch pier. We've now spread it out to 24 or 30 inch diameter. So now your weight per square foot on your bearing point, your ground is actually now it went maybe from say, make up a number, 100, 100 pounds per square foot to 30 pounds per square foot. So your soil bearing capacity has increased. And you'll see in that picture, a lot of sand. Yes. 
Yeah. Sand is terrible backfill. It <laughs> likes to move with water, right. so you need a spread footing. So it's a right. good call. Yeah, so you, you, you'll, you'll need to use those. And something else that is, is required and, and that we've had to do, started doing recently, even around here, is rebar. So here's one with got the belt housing, the whole form, but it also ha comes with pre-made rebar in it. So you, you, you have to buy the rebar, wire it all together, drop it in the hole. It goes inside the sauna tube if you're not required this bell housing. And then that gets inspected before you pour. So you have to have all that set up ready to go. So that's everything we do down here. So, oh yeah, this is normal now too for you guys. Then, yeah, right? that's absolutely normal for anything we do. Right. So think about that. You might need to put the rebar in there. And uh, so go ahead and plan for that. The next thing is how far up should that stick up from the ground? You, you want at least eight well, inches there. You'd want it at least eight inches. You want to keep your organic material, your framing lumber above wet and right. things like that, right? Right. But if you go back to those concrete cubes that they make, mm -hmm. if you notice, they have a T-shape in the top. Yep. And that is made to support either a post or lay a beam straight across it. But those are set at eight inch height also. Correct. Those are all preset. Just so you're aware. So mm -hmm. you have this beam now, and here they actually, they didn't do a post off of it. They just poured their concrete all the way up to where they wanted it, snapped a line and, and then poured them all nice and level. So you can see there, they've got that running straight across. And they just- I also like the fact that they took the time to, because the sono tubes are waxed on the inside. Mm -hmm. So they're made to be concrete forms. So you can see that somebody stripped that form off of there neatly after it cured. Yep. They also did something to vibrate the concrete, whether it was a piece of, a piece of wood and just jammed it in there or a piece of rebar to get that concrete all nice and smooth around the edges. You can tap around the sauna tube to get rid of all the honeycomb, as we call it. The air bubbles. And then when you, yeah, when you strip off that cardboard, got a nice looking pier there. Got, it's nice and smooth. Mm -hmm. So that looks good. Okay. Now. Professional. What size pier do you need? Here we go. You ready for this? No, no. Is this? I didn't know there was going to be math involved. <laughs> Here we go. We, this we, math brought right. to you by Klein Tools. <laughs> nice. There you go. Okay, so let's let's say we've got a fourteen by eighteen deck. Okay. Okay. Now from the house to the pier, I go out to where our piers are set. That's twelve feet. So, what we, so we have do, like a two foot cantilever. So we're good there. Right. So what we want to do now is. We want to take that 12 feet, divide it by two, and that gives us six. Okay, because that's because half the load is bearing on the ledger at the house, and the other half of that 12 foot is bearing on that beam. You split the load by two. Correct. And now we're also going to go from one pier to the next, and in our design, we're going to have them six feet apart. So okay. we divide that by three, or by, yeah, no, by, by two. two. By two. And that gives right. us three. So now we're gonna take that distance, the, the six feet from the house to the pier, and the three feet from pier to pier, multiply those, we get 18 square feet. Okay. And that's eight. So we have 18 square feet of deck. Per pier. That is really on that point load pier. Correct. So then the next thing we do is we multiply that by 50, and that 50, we came up with because we want a 40 uh, per square foot live load and a 10 mm -hmm. per square foot dead load. 
So that 40 plus 10 gives us 50. So we're going to take that 50 times 18 square feet, and that gives us 900 pounds per square foot per pier. Right? So now we yeah. go up so to we our little... Yeah, we got uh, 900 pounds per pier, basically, because of the space. Right. And, and this is a corner pier. Now, this is going to be different right. math if it's a center pier, because you're, you're still going to... Now well, you would end up if there's still that right because then you're going to take three feet from each side. Correct. So in that case, it might be six times six. Right. Which gives you thirty six, and then raises it. So, but we, I get that. Right. So, so then, once you came up with the nine hundred pounds per pier yep. on that corner pier, you went up to the chart we got here. Yes, and this will tell and, us what size diameter of pier we need based on our square foot load that we've got. Okay, so a six-inch pier will do 600 pounds. Correct. Not enough. No, because we've got 900. Eight-inch eight, eight pier does 1,050. Yes. Perfect. So we go to a 10-inch because I'm an engineer, and I always over-engineer everything. <laughs> so we go to 1650 just to waste money and time. and Right, and almost no. double the, 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 the load that you could put on it. That's right. Yeah. Because the hurricane is coming. At some point. You know it's coming, yes. even in Minnesota. Oh, so, so that chart actually is quite handy. So that once you do that math, but based on that math, because we were at nine hundred, I would say your end, your corner posts or corner piers probably could be eight inch, carrying a thousand fifty. Right. But your center ones, which are now picking up an additional three feet each way, you know, right. each from the opposite side, and without doing the math. I mean, that might get you over 1,050, so your center piers might need to be 10. Correct. So then what do you do? So then a lot of people just do them all in 10 just to make a match. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's just because some people are OCD and they don't want to see 8s and 10s and <laughs> so just make them the same. That's right. That's right. So that's how we arrive at the correct size pier. So now we know, based on the area where we live, how deep they need mm -hmm. to be. And based on the size of our deck and the spacing of these piers, we now know how big they need to be. And now we can dig these, place them. And if all of a sudden we start laying this out and realize it's not going to work, we might need to add more piers to get to a smaller pier, or we're just going to do these really large ones. So depending on where you're placing these piers, you may want to upsize them or downsize them. You know, um, Like I think last week we talked about if you have a walkout basement, you may not want mm -hmm. these every six feet and you right. might want them larger. So in that case, you're going to end up with larger piers because the spans are going to be larger. Right. And you'd carry more load per square foot or per pier. Correct. More pounds per load. Correct. So then if I was going to my city and maybe I was going to go get a building permit for this, how would I draw the picture? Click. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> Click. <laughs> So in this case, Section here's one. This a, is just a. this is just one of the uh, decks we're doing right now that we're actually working on. So this is 14 inches in diameter. It has the rebar mm -hmm. in it, and this is 42 inches, three foot six, deep in the ground. So what? Um, that's from grade 42 inches, correct? Not overall height. Could stick up above grade eight inches, so it's a 50 inch sono tube. Correct. There you go. So. And then what size rebar are you using? What's it say on there? Number fives? Is that what's that say on there? Can you read that sonar? Uh it looks or, like fives right there. Yeah. Yeah. Should so be five with a wire. 
Yeah, because it's tense. So, yeah. Yeah, five vertical. Five vertical. And nice. then what's the next line? Three. Okay. Number three on the middle. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Three, three. Number three Little ties. Ones. And then three how much on center? 14 inches on 14. center? 14, yep, 14 on center. There you go. So you guys are actually making cages? Yes. Dropping them in? Yep, that's what we did. And we dropped them inside the sauna mm -hmm. tube. 3,500 so PSI? And uh, yeah, uh, and then that's the concrete mix, right? 3,500 PSI concrete mix? Mm -hmm. There you go, 3,500 at 28 days. Yep. So that's the information you need to have on your blueprints, on your drawings, uh, when you turn this in. So uh, we're going to refer back through this, through this whole series, and I'll just keep showing you what what we've got mm -hmm. on, on this particular deck that we're building right now. And um, that way you've got some guidance on what kind of drawings you're going to need. And uh, we'll show you on all the different pieces. So look uh, for a Google Doc link with all of the information. Oh, you're going to do that? Yes, sir. Okay, because I said, I'm not going to do it. Yep, we'll get a Google Doc <laughs> link with this and any other pictures that are, uh, that are relevant to the plans. Okay, all right, because I can, I can also do a link for the uh, calculating the correct size pier. Absolutely. So we'll put yeah. that, we can put a link to that in there also. Look for links in the descriptions and comments. There you go. Look at that. There you go. And I think at this point, we should just say, keep yeah. it square and level. Keep Keep it Keep square, it square and, and level. Uh, until next time. Yeah. Until next time. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Bye-bye, then. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye-bye now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get a Google Doc or something together, and that way we have all the plans, the numbers, the charts, all in one place for everybody. Excellent. Yeah. And it was provide a link. Hooray. How Newsletter. Convenient. Oh, sign up for the <laughs> newsletter.